Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM as we keep a very, very close eye and ear on what's happening in Washington, D.C. I would assume many of you saw the encounter between the president and the prime minister that happened uh, both outside and inside the White House yesterday. I'm also assuming many of you saw the uh, encounter between the president of the United States and Benny Gantz, who is the prime minister's uh, chief opponent in the upcoming election that's happening at the beginning of March. So we're paying careful attention, obviously, to what's going on in Washington, especially today as the uh, deal of the century, we are told, is supposed to be revealed at around noontime, Eastern time. At the same time, we're keeping in mind one of our uh, key organizations when it comes to the continued growth of the state, the land, and the people of Israel, and that's the One Israel Fund. One Israel Fund is celebrating 25 extraordinary years at their 25th anniversary gala happening on February the 9th at the TWA Hotel in New York City, actually in Queens, starting at 6 p.m. that evening. As you know, the One Israel Fund is dedicated to supporting the welfare and safety of the men, women, and children of Judea, Samaria, the Jordan Valley, and the re-emerging communities of Gaza evacuees. We are recommending that everybody go to the website oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org, support the organization and certainly uh, support and register uh, for the big dinner coming up on the 9th of February. Eve Harrow, who we last spoke with uh, when we broadcasted from Yerushalayim in July, Eve Harrow is Director of Tourism for the One Israel Fund and is with us, in fact, believe it or not, live from Israel on this Tuesday morning. Eve, welcome back to JM in the AM. Always great to be with you. I appreciate that very much. Let's start with what's going on in Washington. I know that not all the details are out and that a lot of the opinions that are being uh, given are based on uh, leaks and different um, aversions that people have heard about what might happen and what might be revealed at 12 noon Eastern time today. What's your immediate reaction to the information that seems to be out there at this time about the deal? So it seems that there is still this idea that Israel is somehow responsible for creating a Palestinian state, which it's not. Israel was created to be a vibrant and safe home for the Jewish people, and definitely not to create a state that talks about replacing Israel with itself. You know, And so we've been making this mistake already for decades, um, and the deal seems worrisome. I mean, initially it sounded great. I was at the Kohelet Forum where Ambassador David Friedman was with a few things a couple of weeks ago in Jerusalem. Um, but if it's, going to, if it's going to be that we can only apply Israeli law in certain parts of Judea and Samaria, if we permanently give up others in order to create a Palestinian state, it's certainly not something that I would be for. And from my understanding, my mayor and other representatives of Judea and Samaria who are sitting in Washington right now are very, very worried about what the plan entails. Well, as I said, we're keeping a close eye on what's happening, and we'll know a lot more once the plan is revealed. And uh, yes, as you point out, with all the enthusiasm about this deal of the century, there are people out there who care very much about the future of the uh, land of Israel, the state of Israel, etc., who have uh, many, many concerns. Eve, as we mentioned, the 25th anniversary gala for the One Israel Fund is Sunday, February the 9th at the TWA Hotel. Uh, You know what the One Israel Fund is all about. Obviously, you know it up close and personal. Tell this audience why it's so important to support One Israel Fund now in 2020 and going forward. 
Look, when Israel Fund began, because other Jewish organizations would not support Jews who live in Judea and Samaria. And so uh, it, it, when Israel Fund stepped in, it's already been doing it for a quarter of a century. And uh, what I find so incredible is we've got 10% of Israeli Jews now living in areas that were ethnically cleansed of Jews in 1948. And Jews came back home in 1967, because that certainly can't stand, and have created these beautiful, vibrant communities to the point, like I said, where we have 10% of Israeli Jews living in these communities. And when Israel Fund, while not like this huge federation, this huge fund that so many people have heard about, has really punched above its weight. When you build a mikvah in a town, when you put a synagogue or a park, it makes that place more attractive for people to live. Let's face it, people don't live off of ideology. You still have to have a home where you have the services, the safety that you need for your family. So be it the cameras that we have put up around the communities to keep them safe, thank God, and all the other kinds of services, medical and social, as I said, religious and, and educational. You never know the small thing that will convince a family to come into that community. And I think that we can take tremendous pride in the impact that we have had on the communities in Judea and Samaria. Uh, I've been the director of tourism for almost a decade now, and I'm incredibly proud of the work that we do, the buses that we take out to see all these places, to see the people, to meet the artists, to see the ranchers, and to just see the really the rejuvenation, that's the name of my podcast, so I'm throwing it in there, the rejuvenation <laughs> of life in our biblical homeland. I mean, our kids walk among the Tanakh and walk among modernity at the same time. It is just a tremendous privilege to live in the areas, to be supportive of the areas, and uh, look to imagine a world where Jews can't live in Judea. I mean, that's where it comes from. Now you can live in Shiloh, Kentucky, and Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, but you can't live in the places that originated those names. It's just really a travesty. And um, so we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep going, and we have a lot of plans for the future, obviously. It depends on our supporters and how much they are with us. It's a partnership. But um, there's so much to do, and we're very excited. We're not going anywhere. Eve Harrow is with us from Israel. Uh, the One Israel Fund celebrates its 25th anniversary gala on Sunday, February the 9th. Guests of honor, Dr. Emma Laskin-Baum and Bart Baum, uh, Amichai Luri from the uh, Shiloh Winery, the Bonet Yisrael Awardee, Rebecca and Gabriel Boxer, Keter Shemtov Award, uh, Dora Dora Award in memory of uh, Morris and Gloria Grobe will be uh, accepted by the Grobe, Oppenheimer, and Pollock families. And the Did Yesha Awardees, the young people, Hannah Lewin, Talia Laskoff, Molly Sigmund, Isabella Weisfeld, Ariel Yarmish, uh, all at SKA Halb High School for Girls. Eve, you got to give this audience uh, a perspective. You just, I mean, you just mentioned uh, a moment ago about visiting different areas of Judea and Samaria and your role when you're able to bring busloads of people to see these places. We mentioned Amichai Luri. Uh, you have this unique uh, ability, uh, or this unique opportunity, I should say, uh, to visit wineries that continue to sprout up in Judea and Samaria and to visit farmlands and towns that continue to grow in areas of Judea and Samaria. What's it like for you as you take groups around and continue to show them areas and the industries that continue to grow on a regular basis in Judea and Samaria? I mean, first of all, you just see the hand of God everywhere you go. Just a few weeks ago in the weekly portion of Da'yechi, so Jacob blesses his son Judah. 
He says, your eyes, uh, your eyes will be red as wine, you'll wash your clothes in wine, and your eyes will be white as milk, which is a very strange blessing to give. It's not one that you or I would give our children. But it's a blessing on the land. It's a blessing that you'll have vineyards, but you will also have the kind of land that's great for grazing your sheep and your goats. And it's exactly what we see. It's like, you know, the Tanakh in 3D. It's an incredible thing to understand that we never lost faith in God. He never lost faith in us. And the things that are happening here are the ultimate partnership. It's a tremendous amount of hard work from the security services to the farmers, to the politicians, to the religious leaders. It's a never-ending struggle here to recreate a state in our, you know, ancient homeland and where we haven't been sovereign in way too long. But then you see that Hashem is right with us. It's the most amazing thing to live like this, to be able to take people to these places, to see prophecy come true right before your eyes. There is no explanation for it. And then on top of it, we have these great wines that are winning awards around the world, up against non-kosher wines, up against, you know, like not just Manashevitz and little Jewish wineries. It's, a, it's really amazing. You see the blessing. I'm very into the food in Israel. You see the blessing in the food. You know, Eretz Yisrael is like the ultimate Jewish mother. She is feeding her children. She is so happy we've come home, and we're seeing it in the wines. We're seeing it in the produce. And uh, that, you know, you don't have to come here for a culinary tour, but, oh, my God, if you do, you know, I mean, everybody knows how amazing <laughs> it is. But we see it even in the simple, we see it even in the simple things. When we say the grace after meals, it's really a love poem to the land of Israel, and we get to live it and not just say it. And I encourage everybody to come out here. If you haven't been out here yet, even if you've been out here 2,000 times, come back again. There's always more to see. And meet the people. Amichai is not just a guy who grows grapes. He is an artist, and his palate is the wine. And when you understand that, that they see what they're doing here is really a privilege and a gift, it's a whole other level. It's really not just about the wine. I, I, people should come, come to the dinner, meet him. I'll be there, too, and uh, it just should be a wonderful experience, and the organization should should keep on going. Mikhail Mikhail. Amen. Oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org. By the way, Eve, we should mention it, and by the way, I, I hope everyone caught what you said, because now Birkat Amazon, I think, could be said a little bit more deeply and, a, and with a little bit more concentration when people think about what you just said, that it's, in fact, a love poem of the uh, land of Israel. Um, oneisraelfund.org for information about the dinner. We should also mention, you know, I, I started this conversation speaking a little bit politically. We are focused on what's happening in Washington today, and those not familiar, uh, today is the day that the President of the United States is set to reveal the quote-unquote deal of the century. We should mention with all, all the skepticism and, and, and really with all the, uh, uh, you know, the wariness that, that we, we view any type of deal, as you described earlier, uh, there still has been some type of... Uh, remarkable recognition by this government of areas of Israel, including Judea and Samaria. I'm sure you're aware of the recent Pompeo doctrine regarding what some people call settlements, and I'm sure that uh, that, that gave at least some comfort to people like you uh, hearing that from a representative of the American government. It absolutely did, and I was privileged to be in the White House last month. I guided Paul Teller, who's uh, Trump's liaison to Congress, and I guided him in Jerusalem, so he paid me back in kind, and he gave me a private tour of the White House. And there's definitely a sense there that these people want to correct some very moral wrongs that have been done vis-a-vis Israel over the years. They're not that they don't feel, and we don't feel like they're doing us a favor. We have been laboring for way too long under a lot of lies, like the settlements being illegal. 
and these things have to be rectified. And not just for Israel's sake. If we want to live in a world of justice and truth, well, it tends to start with the Jewish people and with the Torah. And uh, so the focus on Israel is really not just about us. It's about good people everywhere have to understand that if we, if we let the lies win here in Israel, they just go all over the place. So, but there is a nice sense about the White House, but we also understand we have politics and, and all of that. But we have to, you know, do what we have to do right. in terms of saying we're not giving up. And we're not giving up the land. We're not, not for, for every other reason, um, but we are staying put in Japan's area forever. Uh, well said. Eve Harrow's amazing. She's there. She's uh, director of tourism with the One Israel Fund, and she and I remind everybody that February the 9th gives us a unique opportunity to support the great work of the One Israel Fund to continue to build Judea and Samaria. It's 25 extraordinary years. A um, lot of wonderful uh, honorees on the 9th of February at the TWA Hotel starting at 6 p.m. that night. I hope everyone will go to the website, oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org, and register. If you can't make it on the 9th of February, at the, at the minimum, we hope you support the cause and uh, keep the efforts going so that people like Eve and those who work with her uh, continue to, uh, can continue to build Judea and Samaria, uh, no matter what the deal in Washington today uh, might reveal. Eve Kolakavod, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Continued Hatzlacha. Next, next time in Jerusalem, Nachum. Thanks so much, everybody. A- have a great day. Amen to that. There she is, Eve Harrow. The last time we spoke to her, in fact, was in Jerusalem. And Bezrat Hashem next time will be as well. Tuesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Mm-hmm.